Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy And it feels so good Reunited like a podcast should We're reunited I don't know if that's the way that part goes But welcome to Tights and Fights The show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves I'm Diamond Hallis Page, Hal Lublin Bang, bang That's Cactus Jack I went to Cactus Jack I couldn't remember how many bangs I can't believe I forgot it One single bang for Diamond Dallas Two bangs on the ceiling if you love me. <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation Cub Conversation, the Haluva Kelk, Lindsay Kelk. Oh, hello. Hi. I think uh, it was Paul Revere that said one bang by land That's and right. two bangs if by sea. Right? That's our producer. We didn't, we didn't study that in England, so I couldn't tell you, but sure. They deliberately left that out yeah, of the textbook. Yeah, they were like, stuff. fuck those yeah. guys. This happened. Now, fuck those now, guys. Now, full disclosure, this, this episode was recorded earlier in the day on Friday. You were hearing it on a Saturday, of course. And then what happened was, what had happened was my Adobe Audition decided to be a real fucker, and that recording was lost. So <laughs> in trying to negotiate a time, we decided, hey, why don't we do it right now? And so here we are. We do not have Danielle, who was with us in the morning. She is busy. But Julian, are you going to try to drop some of her takes in as you, or are you going to try to drop them in as we go, like from the recording? <laughs> no, no, don't worry. To everybody who's listening to this, I'll have weaved them in very nicely. Um, and it'll be just like we're throwing to a clip whenever uh, we're talking about a wrestling thing. So it'll be fine. It'll, but the idea like of it. Julian performing yeah. as Danielle. And the live action of a Danielle that was not written down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful thought. If anyone was going to do it, I'd want That's you to right. do okay. it, Okay, so at, uh, at minute 3.33, I noticed that she had a very horny <laughs> take. So. Never. Okay, I mean, let's see. How do you say, how does Eiffel Tower, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, it's pronounced the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, exactly. you're fine. <laughs> Did you know that it's you also got it. a building? You got it. I just found out. <laughs> It's just enough with your lies, yeah. <laughs> The one thing lies. that hasn't changed, though, is that Julian has his laptop. We're Zooming while we do this. I'm recording a Zoom call. We're also doing native recordings. I don't know which one is going to work that you'll hear, but Julian is, takes laptop literally. It is on his lap, and every time he laughs, he, he shakes like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> I'm notorious it for reminds- trying to work from every single surface of my apartment, so that's like right now. Every, but every place, it has to be just, I'm sitting on my kitchen cabinet. I will have it shaking on my lap the entire time. It just reminds me of Muttley, of yeah. Destiny and Muttley. Like every time Julian laughs, because you guys can't see it, and there's silent laughter, and he's shaking, and it's the funniest thing. Yeah. I really wish we should try and do a live uh, Zoom episode Ooh, so everyone can yeah. enjoy it. Because yeah. Julian's shaking as I well. I do have some audio of Julian laughing. Here it is. <laughs> there he is. You can hear it. That's the guy. That's the He's guy. Motley. It's me straight from the boneyard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, speaking of which, oh. the, the WrestleMania that one day cannot contain is this mm-hmm. weekend. Mercifully? Mercifully, it's this weekend. I do feel like this is why our recording didn't work this morning because this recording is too big to be one recording, uh, and we've had to pre-tape some of it 
to be put into good use. That's what's happened. We complain a lot about the build to pay-per-views. Like Elimination Chamber came and went and we didn't hear fuck all beforehand. Like barely knew anything was even happening. This feels like it's been a 900 year. I'm the gif of Gloria Stewart in Titanic. It's been 86 years. (laughs) Uh, Now WrestleMania is finally here. Who knows what's going to happen afterwards. But for now, we talked about the Boneyard. That's where The Undertaker and AJ Styles are going after a very nice yeah. uh, promo from The Undertaker. Like a good greatest from hits from Mark. AJ Styles. Or should I say Alan Jones? I mean, since we're being real now, you're going to pay the ultimate price for disrespecting her, my wife, Michelle McCool. And you're going to pay that price in a boneyard. Remember, that was your idea. You will get hurt. And you will suffer. And most importantly, you will rest in peace. Yeah, it wasn't The Undertaker. It's not The Undertaker. It's Mark talking to Alan. And not Uncle Alan from the the Bullet Club. It's just Alan. Just Just Alan and Mark. Alan and Mark hashing it out. If it's just Mark, why is he going to the stupid boneyard? Like, I thought that was an Undertaker thing. The Undertaker settles his business in cemeteries or the ring. Mark settles his business at the bone yard. Isn't he, okay? isn't he part of like the bone crew where they all played uh, uh, dominoes backstage? And they all have, they all, it's like, hey, it was like him, Rikishi, somebody you wouldn't expect, like two people you wouldn't expect. And they all. I believe I've heard that story. And how they're so disappointed now that the kids just play computer yeah. games. Because they won't honor the old. And they days. all have tattoos. They all have like bone something crew. This is it. If uh, if Mark wins, Alan isn't allowed to play computer games ever again. <laughs> no, He's, but he oh, wants that's, to. That's the stipulation. He's only allowed to play dominoes or cards. <laughs> and Mark will tell him which card games. Or, okay? or words with friends. He's allowed to play that. Any game you play <laughs> on an iPad that involves matching jewels up, you can play that. And that is it, Alan. So you better win this oh, match. Oh, Alan. Will there be bones? That's my question. Where are they going to oh, yeah. get the bones? What kind of bones? Are they going to beat each other with bones? Will they beat each other with bones? <laughs> or is it like a boneyard? As it, you know, is it a tapping titles kind of a boneyard? Because <laughs> that's a different kind of boneyard. It's a boneyard party. Who could ask for <laughs> more? Yeah, so that shit's happening. Oh. I'm, I'm not. I, I feel like I'm going to get through WrestleMania. I want to be excited for it. I want to be excited for it. I enjoy. I feel like I come across on this show like I don't like wrestling at all. I mean, sometimes. but I do. It's because I love it so much that it's so I wouldn't be so profoundly disappointed by it or truth or it would. It couldn't hurt me if I didn't care about it. Put yeah, it that way. That's fair. But you only hurt the ones. Yeah. You love. Like, I'm excited to it's see true. Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn wrestle one another. Yes. I think that's going to be great. Of course, those two guys could have a great match. I don't think I've ever seen – I know that they've wrestled each other a ton, but I've never seen them yeah. wrestle. So, to me, it's it's fresh and new, and that's exciting. Well, yeah, because I don't think it's been one-on-one. Wasn't Sami, like, his first match at, when he came back, Sami and Kevin? Yes, but that's, like, uh, a tag yes. match. That's not – doesn't – that was, like, a let's – that was, like, these two guys will take care of him 
right kind of thing. Yeah. You guys have been wrestling for a decade. You guys know how to cradle yeah. his head like he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone would cradle my head like it was okay. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I feel like if we can get to the other side of WrestleMania, maybe the rest of the world will start making sense again. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be it. That's when we can all leave yeah. our homes. Like if I could get through <clears throat> Mania... We can get through if anything. Only. Also, is the Boneyard right outside of the uh, the Firefly Funhouse, where John Cena and Bray Wyatt are having their match? I cannot get a single human being to tell me anything that a Firefly Funhouse match is. I don't even think Bray Wyatt himself knows what a Firefly Funhouse match is. But I know that's exactly what the Fiend wants. The Fiend thrives off of uncertainty. The Fiend has dominated the WWE landscape with uncertainty, fear, and panic. Those sound stages are just going to be bumping into each other the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It's, I just feel like maybe Vince went down and bought a bit of Florida. Like, just bought a chunk of Florida. <laughs> like and Walt? now it's like, instead of being Disney World, it's the Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse. One thing I think we can cut, I think I can throw to this, is how much Danielle enjoys Kevin Owens being a part of the Street Profits. I just, I always like, I think my favorite thing in the world is when Kevin Owens becomes the official, like, new member of any tag team. <laughs> it is I think it shines. might be my favorite thing. I think I've talked about this, but way back in the day, he did a match with the Bucks at PWG and he came out in full Bucks regalia. Um, I liked when he does stuff with the New Day. I want him to do more stuff with Street Profits, man. Make that man a profit. Don't give him a chain or anything, but like, <laughs> he can have a cup. He can have a cup. We will, we will give him a cup. We love gray-haired Edge's promo. That is true. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I'm so pleased. Yeah. I know we'll talk about his wrestling because I know, Hal, you have some really good things to say about I do. that. But I do want to say, like, as much as I'm excited to see him wrestle, I'm really lo- loving him on the mic just as much. He always was good. Now he's like a nut. He's definitely at another level. But I also feel like, and this is based on no information I have as a non-medical professional. <laughs> It, it would strike me that he wouldn't return to the ring. He's got a lot more to lose now. And he's had, what, yes. nine years away. He retired in, mm-hmm. uh, in at almost exactly nine years ago. We're pretty close to yeah. the time he actually ha- was forced into retirement. Since then, he's gotten married. He's had children. He has a flourishing acting career. It's great that we all care enough that we don't want him to get hurt, but I it, this doesn't yeah. feel like it was a decision that was rushed into. Daniel Bryan yeah, fought no, a lot harder to get back into the ring right away than than Edge ever did. He was just sort of like, this is over. I can't do it anymore. And still found a way to be involved every now and then. But this is like, I'm just real. I'm very, I'm beyond the point of concern and just excited now. Yay. Good. See, I'm excited. <laughs> I can be excited about things. Who is the, who's the number one person you'd like to see him face? I don't know. I would love to see him wrestle Daniel Bryan just because I think that would be... I mean, firstly, we haven't seen yeah. it. And it would be a great program and they would look after each other. Wow, there are so many people I would love to see him wrestle. Who do you pick? I have two. One is uh, AJ Styles, who I think... I was going to yeah. say even Uncle Alan. I think they'd yeah, have a good match cause... together. I think AJ... Beautiful match of styles between yes. them. I also think that he and Roman Reigns would have a really good program. That's the spear versus spear I'm yeah. in, more intensely interested in. I think they would mesh well and it would be a really fun program. And 
Edge is a guy who could level Roman Reigns up personality-wise in a way yeah. most people feels can. like an elevation feud. That feels like something that would feel very important uh, with both of them involved. Yeah. That they would definitely elevate each other in a... Not that Edge needs elevating, but you know, it's like it would feel like a main event, yeah. which would be great. I want to talk a little bit about Paul Heyman's promo with Lesnar. And at the end of the day, when they got into the ring against a once ever athlete like Brock Lesnar, you know what happened? They ended up like everyone else. Not so God special, but just Brock's. Now, this is actually one thing that Danielle's insight actually is going to be very valuable because Danielle had a lot to say about this the first time we recorded it. For me, I think that that is lacking in basically all of his matches is that it's not personal ever. Um, it's always just business and I'm here to squash you. And that works. But it's also like I am also ready for an evolution of that character and especially of their partnership because I love, 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 love me some Heyman. He's starting to sound like he's only got the one promo for for old Brocky. It's starting to get really, 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 really repetitive. And again, Brock is not like, I don't need him doing soliloquies, but you're right. Like it is, it, they need to bump it up by making it more personal. Good point, Danielle. I agree with you. It feels like you need Brock to speak at some point. Otherwise it's not personal. It's gotta be personal yeah. at some point. Why, why is Drew McIntyre any different than Braun Strowman or Samoa Joe or any of those guys with where you were like, oh, this is the person who would make the most sense to take the title off of him. It can't just be because it's WrestleMania. That's that's not enough for me as a fan. I really feel like this feud was hurt without them being in the ring together, just facing off. Because I think their chemistry would have carried such a long mm. way of having the two of them face it and have Drew give his argument directly to Brock. It's been great watching his vignettes, his training packages. All those videos were amazing. But I need to see them do it together, like interact with those. I need Brock to dismiss it out of hand. I need Drew to tell him to his face why it's so important to him. I love them both. I'm looking forward to the match. I, it's just, yeah, I agree. It's It's been damaged somewhat by uh, repetition which has been forced about by circumstance. Yeah. You know? Otis is challenging Dolph Ziggler to a match. This is a story yep. that's, that I think has been done fairly well. I think Otis has carried it really nicely. There's no way you don't have Mandy Rose heel turn him though, right? Like he can't have know. happiness. And if not Mandy, I mean, Sonya's been involved in this too, right? Sonya's been a little bit underhanded and sneaky mm -hmm. in her disapproving of uh, the Mandy Otis dynamic. So maybe there's some room for them to get involved in this match. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. That's true. But I, I love me some Otis. He just seems like a sweet. Yeah, he does. And that that they're a really fun team to watch together. Like they instantly have personality. Yeah. They have dynamic with one another. I feel like like Viking Raiders also very good. Mm -hmm. What's killed them so far is the lack of personality as much as this feels like a maybe a played out storyline that we've done before like the who does the lady yeah. like she like it is super basic but the reason why they go to it over and over again is because it fucking works and if your characters are strong enough it will carry i mean there are like what three storylines in yes. the world you know ultimately yes. and it's like it depends on your characters are your characters strong enough to carry the storyline is your motivation good enough to carry the storyline and in this instance it is. Agreed. Uh, finally, we have Miz and Morrison who are going to take on both the New Day and the Usos at Ronamania for the titles. 
<laughs> so don't. Ooh, oos, oos. <laughs> oos. <coughs> That's the. <laughs> Uh, I hope they're wearing face coverings. That's all Do I Do you remember say. long ago where they wore the face paint and did like the Samoan chant and dance as their yeah. intro? Yeah. So they did the haka, Yeah, Doesn't right? it feel like that was in the 1960s? Yes, I believe it was. It was uh, several presidents yeah. ago um, when I was a girl and all around here was fields. That's when that used to happen. <laughs> but go check out in 2014 their series of matches. They jerked the curtain for like three straight months with Rowan and Harper. And it was a great match mm-hmm. every single time. Rowan and Harper lost every single time. They did a great two out of three falls match. Like just like the best high energy invested get the crowd hot opener you could imagine and it's really really good i yeah. think i think it starts in at money in the bank i think they did three straight from there but it was great and jerking the curtain is just always a funny thing to say yeah. i know what it means yeah. but it's like <laughs> yeah you just hear like i'm not jerking the curtain but don't come in i mean if there's any teenagers listening who are looking for a convenient stand-in for masturbation it's there it's which is it's there yeah. for you that's what we're here for <laughs> Just like if you need a code word while you're all trapped at home. (laughs) There you go. You can also call it doing the job. (laughs) If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord now via the links in our show notes. We'll be back to talk about Wednesday Night Wrestling on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from before. And I'm very excited to bring Dave Hill's podcasting incident Back to Maximum Fun, where it belongs. You can get brand new episodes every Friday on MaximumFun.org or, you know, wherever. And while my partner Chris Gersbeck and I might lack in specific subject matter on our podcast, we make up for in special effects. Chris, add something cool right here. Also, we have explosions, animal noises, and sometimes even this. Dave Hill's podcasting incident every Friday on Maximum Fun. Chris, do another explosion right here. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined by Lindsay Kelk and a recording of Danielle Radford. NXT showcased the first of the matches that they plan to air on TakeOver Tampa this week as Keith Lee retained the North American Championship by defeating both Dominic Dijakovic and Damian Priest. Hoss fight. Yay! It's big boy season! Yes! This is exciting. It's back, back, back. On behalf of Danielle, I am uh, welcoming in big boy season uh, and Hoss boy spring. As yes. Danielle pointed out earlier, we can't have hot girl summer because we have lockdown summer, but mm-hmm. we can have hot boy spring. That's so right. So celebrate that as you will, whatever it is, whatever form your celebration takes at home, however your culture chooses to celebrate hot boy spring, it yeah. is now, it is upon us. Let us celebrate. You must celebrate though. Yes, However you, you celebrate to. it is fine, but you <laughs> must celebrate. I mean, just celebrate by watching that match a couple of times because it yeah. was really good. They're so good. So good. They're big boys that move like little boys. It's wild. Yeah. It's amazing how all three of them move, the chemistry all three of them have. I mean, Dajakovic and Lee had a ton of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Then you throw Priest in it. It's like, okay, 
you know, Especially a third for, big guy. Yeah, and an then, anthropomorphized penis, as you quite rightly pointed out that's last right. week. He's a penis that was granted its wish of turning into a real man. Right? And, uh, so much better than you'd think he would be. Exactly. Fantastic. I would still like clarity on the bow and arrow situation. Well. But, you know, I'm not going to get it. But that's okay. He's, he's the archer of infamy. That's what, what he want. does. He Look, is he's... the archer of infamy. <laughs> <sighs> Can you name a more famous archer off the top of your head that isn't Robin Hood or Green Arrow or Hawkeye? Or Green Arrow or Hawkeye. Like that is like or three Huntress. of them. That's like a bunch. <laughs> or Gina Davis. Just name a different archer. <laughs> or the animated series. Just one <sighs> archer if you could name one. That is, uh, as Faye, William Tell. Never mind. <laughs> it was a great card, top to bottom. The Kushida uh, Joaquin Wild match was really nice. By the way, the authorities are on the lookout for Joaquin Wild. He has been missing for over 24 hours, so he's officially a missing person. He will be on the back of all your WWE ice cream bar boxes <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and the new Otis Milk that they're putting out. You like oat milk? Now you'll love Otis Milk. It's regular I, milk with Otis on it. I, I really enjoyed NXT this week. The whole thing was great. The women's match was wild. Oh, my so goodness. So good. This is the so night that good. Shotzi Blackheart became a star in WWE. So they, great. They made her a star. And it's it's not hard, everybody. A certain, <laughs> a certain other promotion that also airs on Wednesdays. You can build a female star in one night. That's not how you that do it. Not that it was her only appearance, but she... Persevered over four opponents, looked great, looked resilient, then almost pulled it off against Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai, shrewd decision here, rolling outside the ring into the arms of Gonzalez. Good for her. If Shotzi Blackheart will allow Dakota Kai to take a second, then Dakota Kai should use it. That doesn't appear that way. Shotzi Blackheart on the move takes out Kai and Gonzalez. It was spectacular bell to bell. All, all the women looked great. Yeah, they all looked really, really great. The fact that Shotzi was able to, uh, I was watching it with my husband, Jeff, and uh, Jeff was like, saw her music and her entrance come up. And he's like, is she going to come out in the little tank? And then she didn't come out in the little tank. And he was really <laughs> upset about it. Yeah, I, I want to see everyone who was in it do more stuff, which is like the greatest possible outcome. 100% agree with you. And, and... The best matches we've seen during this very weird time in wrestling make you forget that there's no crowd. Yeah. Because you're so engrossed in the story being told and it's executed so well by both by both the competitors and the and the referee. I didn't even notice the commentary during it. It was almost like I yeah. didn't hear Sam Roberts at all. Oh, if only. <laughs> Heal Sam Roberts. Uh, I hate that guy. Uh yeah. Not keen. Can we talk about how much we love Velveteen Dream? Yes, we can. And his neck curtain wrapped around his head because he's just that good. <laughs> and he's his that gloves. Good. Yeah, and his magical little gloves. So great. He, when I watch him, it's I, I, I thought about this when I was watching the match this morning at 5.15 a.m. I was like, oh, that's Patrick Clark from, from Tough Enough, who was the only guy who was there and took it seriously, it seemed like. The only male who took it seriously. To have him like appear to realize like Patrick Clark is gone. There's only Velveteen Dream. He he can yep. do everything. He's great in the ring. He's not only like technically can pull stuff off, but from a storytelling perspective, you're you're one hundred percent invested in him as a character. And yeah. he's spectacular on the microphone. But when he first came out, I thought they were doing the title match with him and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And I was 
broken. I'm like, no, no, it can't be this. It can't be this because that would mean he's not going to win. And like, I need to see him win. And I, I think he is absolutely the right person to take the title from Adam Cole. Yeah. I think he should have it for a long time. I think he should have lots of great feuds with it. Yeah, I, redesign it. Oh, redesign it every week like a fashion wheel. I just cannot wait to see that man as a champion. And I want to see him as a champion for the next 20 years. Like, he's so great. He's And he, oh, he deserves every second of it. Because uh, I don't know if there's a harder worker. On, on the other side of that ring was Bobby Fish, who who's also fantastic. Obviously, great tag team wrestler. One of the yeah. best in the world. Also really capable as a singles wrestler. Yeah. It's nice to see those guys it's nice to see how capable those guys are yeah, and totally. you know you think of them as tag team guys nobody's spinning them off into anything certainly not just yet no but it's nice to see like oh there could be something there yeah it's good because like you said they've always been presented to us really as a tag team since their time in nxt and bobby fish is not a young man i mean he's no. not an old man obviously but he's in his 40s like mm-hmm. like he's not young he's our age uh, <laughs> but he's like the age of a normal human um and he is out there doing great work like was there a moment of that match where you thought he was missing a step against a competitor who is like 17, 18 years younger than him? Absolutely no. not. I love seeing him get his moment, especially when he's had such terrible injuries and setbacks. I, it just gives me joy to see him in the ring on his own, getting a chance to shine. I only got to see highlights of NXT last week. I did not see Malcolm Bivens. So my first time seeing him was this week's episode. Get and that what Bivens. A, get what that a great Bivens. guy. Oh my goodness. Isn't so he great. amazing? I'm a business manager. I've been traveling all over the world searching for the biggest, baddest tag team to bring here to NXT. And they're right here behind you. Rinku, 6'4", 275 pounds. When he hits you, you would drop like a sack of bricks. And Seraph, 6'8", 300 pounds. I dare, dare someone to get in his face. I am begging you. I would love to see it. Together, they're induce share. Well, all three of us, we're a family. Bivens Enterprises. I want to see his Heenan family. I want to see a large stable of wrestlers that don't all walk down to the ring together. You know, this doesn't have to be like all the Heyman guys when it was like Cesaro and yeah. Jack Swagger and all that. Like he should have male talent. He should have female talent. I think yeah. Bianca Belair would be a good mix with, with like... So good. With him, because you have two people who could, that's like a punk Heyman dynamic where both of them are really great on the mic and they each like, it doesn't feel like one cancels the other out. It feels yeah. like they, they lift everything together. Just, so great. I, I, I'm excited to see more from him. Yes. But man, speaking of horses, two more big boys for big boy spring. For, yeah. For, for horse boy spring. Hossboy Spring is just going off. It's running wild, it's to paraphrase a gentleman there, we no longer speak of. There are too many. The hosses are too big for one season. <laughs> it might be spring and summer. It might be a Hossboy summer, too. It are might you happen. suggesting there are too many hosses for one night? Is yeah. that what you're saying? There are too many hosses for one night. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Amazing. So many hosses, so little time. <laughs> so many. Wild horses. <laughs> oh, Let's talk about la- AEW. Big Let's. news coming up before the show. There is a tournament going on right here. here. Kept that from this morning. Uh. I'm glad you sang along because you remembered. <laughs> <I love that laughs> song. We're going to crown the inaugural TNT champion. We are. And guess what? It's gonna. Is it going to be a white man? 
he will probably be white. <laughs> what a shock. I am stunned. stunned. And I bet he will be somebody that you've seen a lot on that YouTube show I don't watch. I mean, the- I love that YouTube show that I do watch. I know. Yes, it, I'm um, glad. We, I mean, we've talked about this until the cows came home and went back out again. Uh, yes. But yeah, I understand how it can be frustrating that we, and Danielle has made this point several thousand times. I would love it if Julian was able to have her make it right now. It is it is really fun, but I get it. Again, you, you know me, I'm, I'm hardcore team. You have a TV show. Some of this should be on the TV. I do think it's smart of them to acknowledge it. Like I hate when WWE does these things and they're not like the fucking TNA exists. Like all of these other places exist. Angle was there. Like he did stuff against Samoa Joe. And like, I don't think that you discount that. I do agree that it is helpful and useful to have that history and then have something current to tie it into that is actually on that show. But I like that they're acknowledging that yes other people had wrestling lives before this and that's why you started liking this thing uh by the way this is also something we talked about i'll bring it up again (laughs) i didn't want to do it this morning you know who uh this is a new segment that i wanted to introduce (laughs) lindsay i want you to give us an update on what what happened this week in the aew women's division one match one match happened all right. Well, that is your update. It was a good match. Nobody said <laughs> it was match. a bad match. No, it was a great match. I love Hikaru Shida. Um, I said this earlier. Also, I, I think she is a very talented competitor. I love, I've seen a lot of her other work. I've been out and looked for it. It's very easy to find. I just want to see my women done right. And that hasn't happened so far. That's my song that ends that segment. Seems like a lot of the complaint is the lack of of strong angles in the women's division. Or any any of them. Yeah. Any angles at all. Any ongoing storyline that involves wrestling. But instead of trying to build their division of very talented women that they are just wasting, you know, let's have another men's title. Let's well, I'll tell that. you what. I think what would help is if all the women had four propellers on their body and flew around because that <laughs> Vanguard 1 is getting more offers to join people and be a part of things than any woman on the roster. I understand. Well, that maybe yes. they just, yeah. Uh, Vanguard one, I believe, has been established as a boy. Chris knew he would come. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard because when it's good, it's really good. The mm-hmm. Brody Lee stuff, so good. Yeah. Mr. Brody. I'm like, I would have gone with Mr. Lee, but that's me. I'm more formal. Uh, I, I enjoy Mr. <laughs> Brody's segments. I enjoy his Vince impersonation. And he, like, I was watching it with Jeff, as I said, and he, didn't, he doesn't know all that Vince stuff. He doesn't know yeah. there was an element of satirizing Vince in this uh, clip and enjoyed it anyway. But I think if you do know, it's like, oh, they're so good at getting the levels of comedy and the levels of entertainment out of it. If you can do it so well... Why aren't you doing it across your product? Yep. So disappointing. Uh, first of all, love the Kenny Omega Trent match. It was very good wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It Great. felt like Cody was relying a lot on me as someone who hasn't watched a ton of Japanese stuff. Yeah. With knowing that they have a long history. And that's fine. It's good to know that people have a history. It's great that they recognize that. However, why are they wrestling now? Yeah. Give me the current context. That's the most important thing. These rankings, how important are they? You show one loss record. How important is that really? You, it just seems to be a talking point. A lot of that was supposed to be a differentiator. And now it just feels like bells and whistles without any real importance to yeah. it. I was so surprised that it had irked you in the way that it did. Right. Because I 
honestly, I was watching the match and really enjoying it, but I wasn't really paying attention to the commentary. But I was right. kind of half watching the match and thinking like, oh, this is so great. And like 18 months ago, if you told me I could watch Kenny and Trent wrestle for free on my television, like just on a Wednesday night, I would have been so happy. This is exactly what I want out of AEW. And when I thought back about how it had peeved you that Cody was talking about the history and stuff, I was like, maybe he didn't even need to bang on about their history. Maybe he could have mentioned that they had fought before, but right. it could have just been, here are two of our incredibly talented guys who are wrestling. And I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's frustrating when you feel like they're telling you something that you feel like you should know. And it's like, well, I don't know. And it's right. your job to tell me. It's not my job to go and find out. Like yes. if I wrote a book, that's part of a series and I've written books that are, se are a series it's my job to write each book so that you don't have to go back and read the others if yes. I'm not selling them together if I'm selling one book at a time I write the story so that you can come in at any point and enjoy it um, and wrestling being serialized such as it is that should be everything in wrestling you should never have to go back because yeah. it's different people tuning in and out every single week uh, before we go to to our final segment, do you want to talk about what a what a uh, shitty cesspool wrestling Twitter is, or do you yeah, not? I, I will give yeah. you the choice. <clears throat> I mean, we should because a bunch <clears throat> of people message me about it. Um, okay, go ahead. I'm just gonna top line it because we went into this in some depth earlier, and bless Danielle <laughs> like, for having my back on it and being part of it. So I tweeted that I was uncomfortable with the uh, Lance Archer Marco stunt match. I said it reminded me of shitty old WWE and WCW and that it wasn't progressive um, and that W you know AEW built itself as a progressive promotion so when they do these matches that feel like giant throwbacks to me that don't really have a reason for that storytelling that don't have anything other than here's a big guy beating up a little guy I don't like it and that's just my personal opinion. I have never really enjoyed spectacle matches. I told this story earlier how um, I went to a WWE house show once about nine years ago with a friend who doesn't watch wrestling and there was a Hornswoggle Big Show match. Right. And my friend was genuinely appalled and wanted to leave and was like, this isn't real, right? Like, this isn't actually going to happen. And I'm like, no, it is. He's going to throw that guy around a bunch and then he's going to leave or there'll be shenanigans and Hornswoggle will win. But he was like, but this is ridiculous. And it, it forces you to stop suspending your belief. And that to me is what this did. It felt tacky. And as the match went on, I didn't feel as uncomfortable about it as I did at the very beginning. Right. Because Marco got some good licks in. Marco got some good moments. But that's the thing for me. It, it breaks my suspension of disbelief because I'm like, well, he can't win. Uh, yeah. But for some reason, there is an element of uh, Wrestle Twitter that's an AEW fandom and it's not even just AEW it's anyone that identifies outside of main WWE fandom usually when I get abuse and I've talked about this to Aunt Danielle as well it's like if you go for anything that's not WWE they consider it infallible because they're better than because they like the yeah. cool thing there's a certain element of the fandom that's like oh I like the cool thing and my cool thing is infallible and you are not allowed to have a valid criticism of it you know if you like the match you like the match and that's cool my take was I don't enjoy that kind of match. But for some reason, I poked the bear. And, and the bear was mad. The bear was so mad. Well, that, uh, I'm not making anyone a sandwich, though. Just FYI. Yeah. 
that bear can go fuck itself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who hurt you, bear, but you're better off saying your toxic shit to a therapist who can help you right? than spewing it at strangers. And if you are one of our listeners who are, who are doing that, you are forbidden from listening to this podcast anymore. <laughs> we don't want you. We don't want you. We don't want that. We don't want that. All the negativity comes from Pod Dad, and that is it. If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord if you dare. The links to those are in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. That's right. This week, we <laughs> want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to put over? Um, I did just want to put over Britt Baker and her shoe. Because I just thought it was a beautiful moment <laughs> when they all did the pile on and they were all beating up outside the ring and she turned to the camera and just with that manic grin on her face and held up her shoe. Over the top. And look what it, and what is going on out here. My God, Big Baker's got her shoe. I think it's Pinocchio. Prada. And the Rose is stomping on Cody. We've got to take a break. Stay with us. Is that an Allen wrench? What a perfect character moment. Why am I not seeing you wrestle? Why am I not seeing you used in a storyline? What a wild idea. You're right there. Um, I thought that was great. But I also wanted to put over, and I forgot earlier, I wanted to put over Jake Atlas's debut on NXT. Oh, yeah. Which was so exciting to see. Yay, Jake Atlas. Not so sure about Dexter Loomis. <laughs> um, that's a weird one, isn't it? That's yeah. a weird gimmick. I'm a serial killer but I also look like I may have been in the Scissor Sisters. That is a weird gimmick that I had not anticipated. But I was pumped to see Jake Atlas, and I think we're going to see big things from him in the future. Yay. Awesome. Danielle from This Morning, what do you want to put over? I am putting over, you know, it has been a while um, since I have given my wife her proper due. Um, and it's time because she is being delightful on Instagram right now. If you go to Sasha Banks's Instagram, she is doing makeup looks um, inspired by other uh, women's wrestlers on the WWE main roster. And I think she's doing some NXT ladies too. Um, and it's just been, it's been really fun. It's been like a super delight. She did um, full on Bella cosplay and she looks like a fucking Bella. It's amazing. Um, 
so yeah, it's just been really fun. And like, she's done a couple of tutorials and, you know, which everyone she's like, here's why I love this person or here's what this person is. And for Lacey Evans, it was a particularly good one because it was very much like kayfabe or maybe not. Some people don't like Lacey Evans. <laughs> there was some shade for sure. And someone, this is my favorite. Someone in the comments on that one wrote, I wish kayfabe was never dead. And she wrote, kayfabe's gone, brother. <laughs> I know that we make fun of the celebrities when they do the really stupid in the house stuff. Like, I don't need to see you guys who can't sing fucking sing. Like, I'm over it. But some of the stuff that people are doing where it's like, hey, this would be like a fun thing for me. And it's a fun, distracting thing for for fans. I think that's really cool. And so, yeah, go check that out. Especially, you know, that fits like right into my Venn diagram of uh, wrestling, makeup, and fucking nerdy ass cosplay. So... I want to put over, I've been watching the Ruthless Aggression uh, documentary series on the WWE Network and really enjoying it. That is a, a, a time where I was watching actively and and almost religiously every single week. So I remember a lot of the things that they're showing as they happened. It was an interesting stroll down memory lane. And it's a period of time that kind of doesn't get the same acclaim as the Attitude Era because you had The Rock and Stone Cold. You know, that was the last huge star making era. But a lot of interesting things happen during ruthless aggression some good some terrible and it's interesting to see some of the people involved with it talk about it in retrospect and of course it's got the wwe shine on it but they do seem to admit the things that didn't work mainly the invasion when they talk about that um how they didn't have any of the stars that nobody wanted to watch like jindrak and o'hare and and mike awesome can you Um, make it up names yeah, exactly. Make it up, make it up a bunch of weird people sure. like Buff Bagwell. I mean, I remember, I remember that episode where it was Buffer Buff Bagwell versus Booker T, and the crowd just fucking hated it. They didn't want to. <laughs> we just beat these guys. Why are they in our ring? What the fuck is this? Also, so, you know, like to address the WWE shine, it's like I think you could almost call it like a Democratic People's Republic of North Korea level of propaganda that they paint on these times of how they try to like make themselves seem like, look at what a great job we did despite everything. (laughs) Um, But it is just kind of cool because I feel like it's like an admission from them to finally admit that like that period is an era that a lot of people are nostalgic for. Yes. Like, I don't know if they'll ever acknowledge this, but the thing is that the ruthless aggression era has over the attitude era is that everything from an in-ring perspective miles better like infinitely superior to, to the in-ring product that the attitude era was uh, was uh was churning out at the time so if you want to get mad at somebody for having that opinion talk to me but i swear i'll defend it oh god don't bring it on yourself julian <laughs> like, why would you do that uh, i don't care i just it's a na- whatever like i'm if i'm gonna die from corona i might as well have all of my opinions out there <laughs> Oh man, oh, wow. we managed to keep it. We managed to keep it so. Po- so Julia's positive. riding the Rony Pony off into the sunset. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, oh. I was going to start singing Pony, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is it for this week. But you know, uh, th- this weird time of everybody staying at their home has resulted in something wonderful, and that is the Thrilling Adventure Hour coming back together, reuniting. We did a live show two weeks ago and raised over $12,000 for food banks in New York, L.A., and Seattle. We're doing it again next Saturday. Next Saturday, the 11th of April at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Go to the Thrilling Adventure Hour Twitter account 
ThrillingADV, or you can go to my Twitter account. I've tweeted about it as well. You can get tickets. They are not expensive. Proceeds are going to charity again. And even if you buy a ticket and you cannot see it when it broadcasts live, it will be available for 48 hours after that. And later on, for people who miss that completely, they're, they're going to try to upload a version of it for people to to pay for access to, to donate to get access to, essentially. Um, so check that out. The last one was really, really fun and a, and a really like good show. Just felt good to be together. And also, I'm doing... We got this still with Mark and Hal. That's still happening, as is Good Morning Night Vale. So check all of those out. Follow them all on social, because who knows what special things will be happening soon. Lindsay? Julian, can you just use my bit from earlier? Because Danielle did a better job of describing my books than I did. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, if you're looking for the the iHeart series, is all really good. Um, you can also find those on Audible if you're uh, if, if that's oh, your jam. Um, if you're looking for something that is uh, a little bit that you got some younger people, you can check out Cinders and Sparks, which I believe you also do the audio the audio for that too, right, Lindsay? I don't I don't read the audio book, but I've been reading it on my Instagram chapter by chapter every day oh. for the last couple of weeks. So you can go so, find that on my Instagram. No, just say if you're looking for a one shot, uh, one in a million is adorable, and I love it. So read things. Our producer Julian Burrell is undefeated in Mario Kart. Still, somebody knock this guy off his cheats. perch. I, he I've definitely heard, cheats. I've, I've heard, heard that too. Cheating. I've heard it. Where did you hear it from? I mean, from I heard podcast? it from you, but still. Well, I heard it somewhere. <laughs> I just heard it from you. Hey, hey, bang the trash can whenever a Koopa shell's coming. <laughs> exactly. Son of a. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. We love you and miss you, Mike. Come back soon, please. Come back soon. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Discord. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember, you have some time now. Hit five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the MaxFun members who make this show possible. And hey, if you need a new t-shirt during this time, you can get the Tights and Fights one that I'm wearing. It is surprisingly super comfortable. You know, some t-shirts aren't like the best quality. This one, super soft, very comfortable. You mean like all WWE shirts? <laughs> like every WWE yes. shirt, which is made to fit a bodybuilder named Julian who cheats <laughs> at Mario Kart. It is t-shirt time, ladies and gentlemen. Like if yeah. ever there was t-shirt time, it's now. This is the time. Treat yourself. And hey, you could make it a mask too. We'll be back <laughs> next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported